RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up. Today we have one of our very best friends here on the show. She has her shit together and we're going to make her spill the beans on how and give us all the tips and tricks. She is a licensed interior designer um, and current account executive with CI Group. And let me just note that she's not a decorator, not residential, right? She's an account executive for commercial architecture. Um, She's done some things that you actually probably have seen and didn't realize it, like at the Tampa International Airport or Raymond James Stadium. She is also a restaurant owner of Gray's 1910 with her husband, Raymond. And she is stepmom to a 19 and 21 year old and she's pregnant. So she's got a lot of things going on and we're so excited to have you, Lo. It sounds crazy when you say all that. I know. (laughs) know. Lauren Menendez, everybody, we affectionately call her Lo. Yes. I'm so stoked to be here. We're (laughs) so excited. I feel like we're just like hanging out and just chatting. We are. On a work day. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's one thing I love most about my job. Focusing on your first job being in commercial furniture sales, Lo, you were one of the top salespeople in your company. So early and so quickly, how are you, how did you get so successful so quick? So as far as first, I actually was on the architectural side for many, many years um, with an international firm, Gresham Smith & Partners. So I was there about seven years. Everything I learned there helped me succeed and, and educated me, really, with being with CI Group now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> everything from the different fields I worked in, uh, I covered aviation, corporate, higher ed. <clears throat> I did a little bit of lab and science. Um, and then healthcare. When I came over to CI Group about seven years ago, I continued in those same fields. So... Gaining that knowledge and education on the architectural side, bringing that over to commercial furniture, um, and literally calling my same clients and saying, hey, I'm over at CI now, I'm doing furniture. It it was a very streamlined Mm -hmm. switch. Good stepping stone. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a Um, no-brainer. So right off the bat... That first year with CI was fairly successful um, due to the fact that I already had those relationships in the community. Right. So it was good. That helps. Um, So you had those relationships. You came in. You were able to hit the ground running. But then what kept you being so successful? You've been there for seven years, and you're one of the top people. Like, how? I think it's the culture. So I came from a really large corporate firm, and um, CI Group is privately owned. It's much smaller. The culture there, the the trust, the um, the confidence gained with my bosses and mentors and and team was invaluable. It it pushed me to do things within the community and business community that I never I never thought I would be doing. Mm-hmm. So again, it was so easy. It was so easy, and I, I don't know if I necessarily had that that support previous. Right. So you're saying like the trust that the, biz, the CI group had with you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that's interesting. So like for business owners, just 
when you're hiring someone, right? You hired them, you did the hard part, like mm-hmm. give them that leeway to mm-hmm. to do what they need to do. Definitely. To run. Yeah, that independence. So I feel like um, one thing that kind of sets you apart from, like in our friend group, <clears throat> not sets you apart, but one thing that makes you stand out, I will say, is your confidence. Your confidence, not just, you know, personally, like with our with our friends, but also at work, which I'm sure is, you know, partly how you got so successful. Yeah, I I think that's what it comes down to. So we kind of joke about this, and I think we can joke about it now internally um, at work and with friends, but that confidence can come across a little bit intimidating um, Mm -hmm. initially, and especially with coworkers. Um, As far as that relationship with my clients, that stems into trust. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're confident about your product and your services, and you know what you're talking about, your, your clients are going to trust you all day. They're going to come back to you. They're going to work with you over and over again. Which is a great point because sometimes, especially whenever I first started out in the business with my previous company, and I was still learning the ropes, I wasn't very confident. I was still learning you know, exactly what to do, what to say. It didn't matter that maybe I didn't know what I was doing, I had to act confident. And I feel like that's that's the thing is you just have to act like you know exactly what you're talking about, know what you're um, doing, and then I feel like that goes a long way. But it's, it's that confidence, that, like, you know, outward appearance that you put on. Yeah, and it's, I was going to say, speaking of that outward appearance, I feel like that's one of my pet peeves. So you need to dress the part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're in sales or design or whatever your role is, dress the damn part, man. Yeah. I cannot stand when I meet people or somebody comes in for an interview, this is right up your alley, and and they're dressed inappropriately, or maybe it doesn't mesh with the company or, or mm-hmm. who they're meeting with. It's as simple as looking at your calendar that morning when you wake up. If you're meeting with a firm that's a little bit more conservative then you know what to put on that day. If you're meeting with somebody who's a little bit more fun or casual, or it's a Friday and you know they wear jeans, Mm -hmm. maybe it's okay to be, you know. Right, a little bit more casual. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so that answered part of my question because I was going to say, okay, you're talking about confidence and faking it or, or being real confident, but what does that really mean, right? So I think that's a great point is at least dressing the part, right? If you don't know 100%, everything that you're supposed to know, at least look like you do, right? Like, um, I forget where it was um, that I heard this, but, you know, even if you wake up and you don't feel pretty or you don't feel like, I'm, I'm going to be productive today, at least dress the part. Maybe if, if you're doing those tasks, right, maybe you'll get to that feeling. I can't tell you how many times we've had people come in to CI or any, any place really, but in particular um, our office um, for an interview or to meet with one of the owners, uh, whether they were a rep or a potential new employee, we have this um, very open, stunning, welded staircase in the center of our showroom. Uh, <laughs> You can literally see everyone sitting in their workstations as the girl who came in with the tight mini skirt walking up those <laughs> stairs, and we're all watching her because we're about to get a show. 
right? Mm-hmm. Why, why would you? Why would you wear that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is why I often want to meet with candidates before they mm-hmm. go into their interview. I, I want to be like, I need to get eyes on you, mm-hmm. and I need to make sure, like, if— Maybe if you don't know, and I always do this, but if coaching. they don't, yeah, coaching, exactly. Let me prep you on what their environment's like yeah. because you don't want to walk in there feeling yeah. like not prepared. Definitely. Right. What's another way that you would pick apart confidence and what you do to be confident? I've ha- I had this conversation recently with a friend um, and coworker, but actually, I had this conversation with you recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you have to be overly nice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Especially on that initial <laughs> <laughs> introduction. Um, I don't know if being, um, you know, so sweet it makes your teeth hurt is appropriate in a business situation. Right. Right. And plus, you don't want to um, go in meeting with a new potential client and having them think that you're a pushover or... Um, that they don't have to get back with you right away and you're just going to, like, just take it. You want to, you know, put your foot foot down and kind of establish that um, rapport from the from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So give me an example. Like, say you're meeting someone. <laughs> I know. Put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Spotlight. So whether it's – just tell me if it's a new or an old client and, like, how – when you are meeting with them, like, how do you make it – Less, less super nice and more about business yeah. and more direct. So I think um, giving your pro- professional input is key. Mm-hmm. So if I'm at a meeting with my designer and the client's kind of steering in a direction that we're, we're not okay or we don't approve or our product doesn't fit that um, concept, I make it clear that this is our professional recommendation. So mm-hmm. instead of them kind of going off into left field, we try to reel them in and give them some advice. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that and you're forward about it, they they do appreciate it. Right. Um, and if they're meeting with other uh, vendors or your competition and and maybe they're being, you know, more on the pushover side, mm-hmm. they may not respect that. <clears throat> right. I agree. That's why they're hiring you, right? They're right. looking for your Near professional yeah. um, knowledge. Right. Yeah, you're right. No, because when on a personal level, when we're like looking at decorating our houses and I know you hate this but we always I think she brain. loves it she doesn't hate it you love us right uh, we I like you. doing that for friends right, right. <laughs> everyone's gonna start reaching out to I you. know sorry wrong message but but you know there's times where I'm like oh I need to pick out a couch and a and a table and and I just miss that gene like I don't have that gene of putting pieces together that look good Mm -hmm. and you do and I love it when you just tell me no 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 Ash that's that's like 80s what are you doing like no you have to look over here (laughs) so I get that I get what you're saying because I appreciate when you just tell me just A or B pick one yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, no, I think that's one thing that makes us all such good friends is, like, we we come to you and we're like, <laughs> Lauren, we we need your, like, honesty. And sometimes we may not like to hear it at the time, mm-hmm. but, like, right. that's what we need, you know? What about, um, what about just opening a restaurant? Like, so you jumped into sales. Like, that was new, right? Mm-hmm. And now, now you, you own a restaurant and t- two locations. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe more are coming. I don't know if you want sure. to talk about all that. But what is, I mean, what goes into all that? How do you still keep your shit together, right? Adding more things. It's a little rough. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
It probably helps having a supportive partner and, you know, Raymond does that with you. Yeah. Yeah. So he does a lot of the restaurant piece of it, like as far as managing the day-to-day stuff, right? Yep. So I would say the first thing that comes to mind is working with your spouse. Uh, Let's be honest. That can be a nightmare sometimes. Yeah. I want to get some feedback (laughs) on that too. (laughs) Um, We are a good balance Yes, Raymond is the day-to-day um, operations. He manages all the staff. I'm literally doing everything else behind the scenes. And we stick to our roles. I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask each other our, you know, each other's opinions and for advice when we need it, but we definitely stay in our lane. Um, so we, we're, we're orient, you know, task-oriented. Like we have our, our separate roles within both restaurants. Um, yeah, I feel like that would be crucial is just keeping, keeping the job separate because otherwise you're stepping on toes and that's where the arguments happen. I could mm. see. That's good. You have your own lane, like stay in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think at the, at the end of the day, you know, we compliment one another when it comes to running both of those, right. um, restaurants. Whenever you go home, is, um, the restaurant, the topic of conversation? Most it of the can time? be. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, till 10, 11 o'clock at night. Especially right now, I feel like with... Well, you know... That could be a whole other segment, ladies. (laughs) So how do do you balance your full-time job and the restaurant? It's a lot. Um, Being psychotically organized, like I hate to say that, but that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm literally sitting here with it in front of me right now but I'm a little bit old school and I have my notebook mm-hmm. and I write everything down and I have to cross it off or highlight it I don't do digital I don't do notes on my phone for whatever reason that doesn't work for me but man I live by I live by these these books and when they get filled I, I literally keep all of them I have stacks of these books that was going to be my next question is if you kept all of them and if you go back and look through them so I don't think I've ever gone back and looked through them but I just know they're there I know like if I needed to reference something (laughs) they're there you said back in 2005 (laughs) on this date yes so I've definitely tried that method before too are you doing that now I am doing it now but like in a slightly different way Mm -hmm is helping but like my husband is super organized too and more way more organized well you know than me. Y- your husband and i are both tauruses mm-hmm. yeah That's and your and your so husband well. mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i really need like more of that detail on how you keep it organized because i am i'm getting i'm getting information in from texts, from emails. Mm-hmm. Some people do WhatsApp, which is strange to me, but it depends on like wh- what countries mm-hmm. you're working on. You could communicate through there. And it's really hard to keep them all in one place. So this was a lesson learned when I was on the architectural side. I was an intern. I was 20 years old. And my supervisor at the time scolded me a little bit. I... I was literally, I was literally walking through the office and she stopped me to tell me about something I needed to do on a project. And I physically did not have my notebook in my hand. And she said, you were to have your notebook in your hand at all times. Wow. Um, and I have literally <laughs> stuck by that. 
So I think that's what I was going to get to with what you just commented. You have to have it with you all the time. Mm -hmm. So in other words, whether it's a text or it's a WhatsApp or it's an email, you have to write it down immediately in your to-do list or however you're organizing yourself. Right. This way I don't have to go in and delete whatever because I don't need it anymore or mm -hmm. I don't have to like mm -hmm. make sure it stays on the top of the whatever where you know that you don't read it yeah. so it stays right. highlighted or whatever. I think she th she wanted me to have a notebook if I was walking to the bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you had to have it on you just in case anything came up because you're not going to remember everything. Right. No, I don't and I don't because there's so many things going on. Yeah. Crazy. And you have a small notebook, so that way you're not carrying around this big old like eight by ten <laughs> piece of paper. You know, like it's small, so at least it's like you can throw it in your purse type mm -hmm. of thing, right? It goes everywhere. You're actually motivating me. Maybe that would work for me. I'm the type of person. What are you doing now? I'm. I have a lot up here. Oh gosh. <laughs> you have, but you have a lot of books, though. She. What do you mean books? You have a lot of like things where you write things down, but it's. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a good method either. I also have notes in my phone. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's just that's how I that's how I've been my entire life. But I would like to do something like that. So yeah. maybe mm -hmm. if um maybe my secret Santa will get me a little notebook or something. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> if we're even doing that, but um, Me too. Yes, I agree. That's funny because um I, I, what is the secret, right, to, like, figuring out how to be more organized, right? I think I do that, too. Like, I have stuff everywhere, and I need to I need to just... But you have to do what works for you. Right. So it's all individual. After practicing the notebook theory, that may not work for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try it. I'm going to start at January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on my vision board. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're doing vision boards and everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else that we didn't touch on that keeps you um, organized, successful, like just who you are and how you got to where you are, like that we didn't touch on? You know, I read this thing recently um, that talked about procrastinating, right? So especially in sales. So let's say you get, it, it could be as simple as a lead. Mm -hmm. um, call on that lead right that second. Why are you waiting till the next day or the next week? If you act on things immediately, I mm -hmm. do think that equals being more successful at the end of the day. Um, I agree. And, I, like I, and I do think there's people that are just genuine procrastinators. Yeah. Um, I find it hard sometimes to act on this to-do list that I'm staring at right now, right. right? So sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. And then two days goes by, and then a week goes by, and then I have this huge to-do list. Right, right. Well, and I'm like, upset with myself. Right, mm -hmm. and then it's like, well, how do you send an email to that person that you were introduced to? A week ago. Right. Then it's yeah. kind of a little awkward. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> True. Right? As yeah. if introductions aren't awkward enough. You don't know this person. You have to have a conversation with yeah, them. Yeah, and I think there, whoever's receiving that communication from you is impressed, right, when it's more of an immediate um reach mm -hmm. uh, you know you touch them right after a lunch you send a follow-up email or whatever it may be right and if you're not sending that follow-up email or if you're not reaching out to that lead someone else is right I think another thing that you do and correct me if you think I'm wrong but I think that you just believe in yourself like from when we cheered together right with um that local NFL team here Bucks um you worked at 
your previous mm-hmm. company, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying like certain things like there's got to be more, right? There's got to be like something more. There was just like little things about that job that you were like, no, this isn't quite me. I know I can make more money, have better hours, do like a better work-life integration. Mm -hmm. And you always constantly said that and you got that, right? I mean, you got more to do, but you got that. Yeah. I think it's what you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting when I think back to when we cheered together and I, I was starting out my career. Um, I, I've always worked multiple jobs. I think it's what you put your mind to. You know, if you have that goal of making more money or having more family time, set, set yourself up for that. Um, and everything is achievable, right? So when I think back to dance, uh, we all grew up dancing um, as children and adults. Those life lessons learned by my really military, literally military strict dance instructors were not only drilling life lessons and um, it's like a combination of things. It's everything from etiquette to um, confidence. Mm-hmm. It, all, it really all goes back to that confidence. So they weren't beating you down in a way. They were, right. they were doing it in a very strict way, but it was building you up to be a person that you have a goal, practice, work hard, and you will reach that goal. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that's instilled in you as a, as a child, a teenager, a young adult, I mean, that, that boils over right into your career and mm-hmm. your work and personal life. Yeah. I, I do give a lot of credit to, those, to dance and to having that very regimented routine. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of like segueing into the rapid fire questions. Because oh now <clears throat> I'm just, that made me think of, you know, the random questions I want to ask you. <laughs> um, so rapid fire is typically like in a few sentences or less, although they can be horrible. Okay. So going back on what you were just saying, growing up, the dance, all that stuff helped you make you are who you are today um, with the discipline and everything. Now that you're going to be a mommy soon, mm-hmm. do you see, like, are you going to put your daughter in dance right away? 100%. And, it um, may be a little forced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if she just, like, wants to be a soccer player? Oh, it's going to be rough. <laughs> you can do soccer and you have to do dance. Yeah, I right. think I think it's, it doesn't matter, right? I think whether it's a sport or whether it's dance or it's some kind of hobby, as long as it's consistent and you have good coaching or right. good instructors... It's it's the same story or the same um, lessons. lessons at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So she will be doing something. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, tell us where, um, share, I don't think we touched on where Gray's is located. So, like, share where the restaurants mm-hmm. are located. Mm-hmm. And if you can, can you give us, like, insider info on where the next one's going to mm. be? So, uh, our first location, Gray's, 1910, um, is located at Armature Works. It's a huge market hall here in Tampa. Um, we uh, That name does have a story to it that I don't think a lot of people know, but uh, my husband tends to graze all day, hence our hashtag, 
uh, <laughs> hashtag grace all day. Um, and when we were trying to develop the brand and the name, it, it was one that stood out. It was one that stuck. Um, and the, the menu is American fare. It's a modern diner. Um, we have everything from super unhealthy burgers, tater tots, chicken and waffles to, um, super healthy options with build your own bowls, uh, vegan, gluten-free, vegetarian, dairy-free, soy-free. I mean, my God. (laughs) Um, Something for everyone. Something for everyone. But the 1910 is not only the address of Armature Works, 1910 North Ola Avenue. um, It's also the approximate time that that building was constructed. Mm. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That is cool. So we decided to roll with Mm. Gray's 1910, specific to Armature. Um, Our second location is on Southdale Maybury in South Tampa. And... That's just Gray's. It's technically Gray's Breakfast Brunch Bar, but we like to call it Gray's South Tampa. Right. So people know where it's at. Third location? Any, any? Mm. No? I can tell So, us. you know, I think, unfortunately, COVID kind of put a halt to all those grand ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of restaurant groups take advantage of this time because oh, right. the leases and space, there's lots of space available mm-hmm. and for you know, a good price point due to 2020. But as husband and wife owners, I don't think we're ready for that just yet. Mm -hmm. So where do you see yourself in five years? Mm. Because I love, I love picturing this because now I picture you. Now with a baby. Yeah, Mm. with a little five-year-old and like, what's life going to look like? Multiple restaurants, like, what is it? Yeah, I think... I envision three. I think Raymond envisions three locations. Um, I think that's uh, manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with my career in CI, I I definitely love what I do. I envision myself in the same role um, with a larger team, but. I, you know, I, I know this little bambino is going to take up a lot of my time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So being somewhat realistic. Right. And you're not the type of person just like us that, um, like, you're not just going to stay home and, right. you know, not go back to where you have that. I don't envision that. Work. Right. Yeah. right. All right. Um, last question. And this is, like, totally off the topic that we were just talking about. But I think it's kind of fun now that, like, um, you know, we've all had babies in the group and you haven't and it's always like funny to get your reaction you've always been auntie low Mm -hmm. and now you're gonna be the mommy and seeing you experience yeah all of this has been so much fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i feel like we we truly like we're enjoying it just as much as you are um so my first question to you is is baby brain real yes (laughs) i never thought i would be that person i never thought i would say that and it's real. I I can't even read an a s- email or type a sentence in response to an email like after two p.m. <laughs> really? Oh, it's like a time thing. Like, well, oh, I'm real. I'm, I'm golden in the morning. Right. I get a lot accomplished, and once the afternoon rolls around, I'm like useless. <laughs> are you taking naps? No. Oh, naps are keen. Yeah. And do you have a name picked out yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you can share with no. us? No. 
What, is it something that we'd be surprised about? I think so. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. Okay. So we keep calling the baby baby M, mm-hmm. which I think everyone thinks oh, Menendez. Oh, M. You're right. Oh. I could take a few guesses. Really? Yeah. Should we take a few guesses? Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe instead of it starting with M, maybe it is M. Like M-E it's starting with Emma. M. It's starting with it M. It starts with M. Yeah. Margaret. Mm. <laughs> she can. <laughs> it's not Margaret. Is the middle name Cecile? It's not. No. I'm surprised. Me too. I I'm surprised too. So my middle name's Cecile, right. but... I always thought I would use that for my yeah, child. Yeah, I did too. Because um, I'm named after my great-grandmother, and I mm-hmm. wanted to pass on the name. Who picked it out, Ray or you, the first name? Obviously you, but... I think I was throwing names out, and it was like the one we both agreed on. Um, I honestly can't even think. I don't of. think you would guess it. It's Maggie? unusual. Marjorie? It's unusual. Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, to Magdalena? Be. I don't know. <laughs> you should have seen your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. I'm not saying anything about it. Beautiful. So I Baby M is Baby M. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. We're going to go through the baby dictionary. Okay. Baby too. name dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I loved our conversation and having you finally on the Me podcast. Too. We've been waiting for this. Um, thank you, Lo. Thank you. Thank you to the Tampa Bay Wave for having us here and to Next Path Career Partners for helping all this happen. Yeah, I hope you guys got a lot of laughs. tools and laughs <laughs> on how to get your shit together. This one has her shit together. And until next time, live bold and boss up, babes. This week's episode of Crush Performance is brought to you by our good friends at ExoGun. Treat your body right with enhanced recovery and relaxation. We're living through an incredible time as both life and sport are still greatly on hold due to COVID safety concerns. And this week we talk with Manny Schmidt, NHL certified player agent and founder of Link Management International, to discuss strategies for improving your outlook performance and your potential during this COVID downtime. We'll discuss the issues surrounding the National Hockey League's upcoming season and we'll look at the World Junior Hockey Championships. This may be the largest international competition on the COVID calendar and there's more than just a championship on the line as the success or failure of this tournament will have implications for every other event right up to the Olympics. And we'll talk with Andre Lachance, organizer and host of Timeout 2020 on December 12th. This free performance seminar will focus on the coach, the mindset, and the culture with a world-class lineup of speakers headlined by none other than Joe Torrey, who will be speaking on the ground rules for success. We'll give you all the details and much more on this week's jam-packed episode of Crush Performance. Crush Performance with Jeff Cruschel can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.